The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. When the cat signal was issued when David Gasson, the power forward from the Netherlands, committed to Kester, at least told the coaching staff that he would be committing, it felt like it was two weeks after, and then we heard from David Gasson, and then it was announced by K-State Athletics. With our newest Wildcat, it took about 24 hours from cat <laughs> signal to social media commitment. Welcome yeah. to the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale. David G is back with us, and Sage Williams is back on the buttons. There is a difference, and I brought up three names yesterday that I felt that could be definitely that next Wildcat. Detective Mitch was on the case, and one of the suspects is a new Wildcat. And all three of them were proven scorers, played big-time basketball, big-boy basketball, and was playing quite a few minutes with starts, with games played. This was the type of player K-State was needing. I feel like we need a celebration. Before I even say the name, this feels good. (laughs) We got somebody that's probably going to start right away. A job well done by the coaching staff. Sage, I I feel like we need some party music. Something to get us pumped up. Something to get the party started. Go ahead. (laughs) It's time to get set for the cat. Attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State. Are we awake, K-State fans? Every time I've been like at a house party and it's starting to wane a little bit, you know, everybody's starting to kind of like die down. You throw that baby on, everybody gets a little fired up. Yep, I'm the same way. It used to be back in the day, I would always, it'd be a battle in my mind. Do I play the Cat Attack or do I play Paper Planes by MIA? And so I'd flip a coin, and it usually landed on the cat attack. So, oh especially when you're in Manhattan, if it was Topeka, yeah. you might lean a little bit paper planes. Yeah, yeah. But Manhattan, you got to go with what everyone loves. I just like the announcer guy at the yeah. start. <laughs> hey, everybody, get ready! It's a real cat attack. I need that. I need that announcer guy to start off. It's good. That's good. What year was that made? Do you know? It was, I believe, it was in the eighties. Oof. 
Sounds like 70s or 60s even. I would even go back further than that. Yeah, it's pretty oh, it's It like, sounds like an old commercial jingle type of thing. Yeah, it sounds like George Gershwin wrote it or something. I mean, it's not necessarily like a peanut butter commercial. No. Or uh, like a Winston's cigarettes where like, <laughs> hey, 7 out of 10 doctors say Winston's cigarettes are good for you. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's great Well, stuff. elevating the Jerome Tang cat attack yeah. is none other than 6'2", 195-pound guard from Jonesboro, Arkansas, Desi Sills is the new cat. He made the announcement on Instagram earlier this afternoon. And, I mean, it was about 24 hours, mm-hmm. about almost on the money, 24 hours since Coach Tang. It's a great day to be a Wildcat gift was thrown out there. Yes. By the way, if you want to follow Desi Sills on Twitter, it's Desi Sills 3. It is, he spells his name D-E-S-I, Sills, S-I-L-L-S, and the number three. And he has over 30,000 followers. Dang. So good for him. That's cool. Um. Yeah, he, I mean, he looks pretty cool. Yeah, he does. He dresses well, yes. at least according to his uh, Instagram account. There's not a whole lot of basketball. I, I have a feeling at some point, like any Arkansas, anything Arkansas in there was probably deleted at one point. Maybe there's a falling. I don't know. Get oh, it out there. going to be a cat. Um, okay, so let's talk about the kids. So evaluate a little bit more than what we did yesterday because I brought up three guys. I wanted to give them enough time to get to know them a little bit. It's Desi Sills, who is the new cat. Spent three years at Arkansas, one year at Arkansas State. So he's leaving the nest, and he's coming to Kansas. It's, you know, what, five hours? Well, it's actually further than that. It's like seven or eight hours from, uh, I believe, from that area to get up here. Maybe from Fayetteville, it's more like... Six. I think it's five and a half to five, six. Five and yeah, a half to six. Like okay. Where's uh, Where's Paul at? He went to a Garth Brooks concert down there. He could tell us. <laughs> well, he Paul? is older. Maybe there's probably more bathroom breaks involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Troy? Wow. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. You just wait. Age will uh, catch up to you, too. Oh, boy. I want to go to uh, Arkansas State head coach Mike Bellotto, I'm taking a guess. Um, he says Desi can score in multiple ways, but people don't give him enough credit for how hard he plays. He brings infectious energy, is a phenomenal defender, he rebounds, and he does everything that you want to help a team win. To add somebody like Desi into the fold makes this team stronger at every position. And that was yeah. a comment that was made just about an hour ago. So he is a big difference in a way when it comes to the other newcomers that Coach Tang has added. And that is so grad transfer. He's only going to have the one year of eligibility remaining, but he is a proven scorer at the power five, power six level. He yes. has played some big boy basketball. I mean, three years at Arkansas and in his career. He has played in 126 games with 74 starts. Woo. And over the years, some stats have been getting better and some stats have been maybe sliding a little bit downhill. You'll look at his numbers and you'll maybe gravitate towards three-point shooting because we still feel like we can replace Nigel Pack, which I'm telling you right now, it is impossible. Yeah. It is impossible to replace Nigel Pack, but he has not been a great three-point shooter during the later years of his career, 25.5% last year. His first year with the Razorbacks was at 46%. Now, I would 
altogether, like when he was with Arkansas, his sophomore year was probably his best. Ten and a half points a game. He shot 33% from three. In his career, he's 52% from two, which I think is excellent. That is a fantastic number to shoot, 52% from three-point range. That sophomore year, though, that's when he became much more of a starter for Arkansas. He was playing his career best 31 minutes a game and shooting 43% from the field. He was grabbing three rebounds a contest, and he had one of his best lower amount of turnovers per game. So he's kind of bounced back and forth. Like his freshman and junior years were a little bit down. His sophomore and senior year, so his second year with Arkansas, his only year with Arkansas State, was really where he excelled. He's got to work on his free throw shooting. He's in his career, he's around the upper 60% area. That's got to be worked on. So does his three point shooting. But he has proven that he can. He's going to go out and score for you. He will yes. find ways to score. He shot ten, the ball ten times a game last year. So volume shooter, I'm sure he can make the argument. Except not so much from three point range. He wants to slash the basketball. He is aggressive. He is not afraid of contact. And at a frame of six one six two and a buck ninety five, he's not afraid to take it inside like Marquise Noel even though he's a little bit taller than Marquise, of course, but he is on the shorter side. He's not afraid of guys taller than him that can possibly block the shot. He can also just jump out of the gym. He's a pretty incredible dunker yes. in high school. I was watching some highlights of him of high school, and he was, he was put on ESPN in high school because of a posterized dunk. Yes. He can elevate not only this team, but also um, just jumping off the floor himself. Yeah, so... Um, this is exactly the kind of guy Coach Tang was looking for. Somebody that can score the basketball, has plenty of experience, because up until now, yes, there are a ton of guys with potential, but other than Naquan Tomlin, who played at, at the Juco level, who is now going to be a cat, needed a guard to complement Marquise Noel when it came to scoring the basketball. And even though he's not the sharpest three-point shooter, he's going to go out there and get you double digits a game. Yes. I mean, out of those... Over 100 games he played, he had scored double figures 50 times. So in the SEC or at Arkansas State, where he, more, he scored more than double figures at Arkansas State, he was half the time going to go out there and get you double-digit scoring. And certainly with his experience, um, his ability to score the basketball, he'll go out and rebound for you. Play some. You heard it from his old coach at Arkansas State, a phenomenal player on defense. I'm going to get to more than that that here in just a moment. But he is going to be a key player. I mean, no doubt about it. He is already a key player for K-State basketball. I would chalk him in right now as a starter. Yes. He was a guy that was recruited at Auburn. So Burst fact, liked him. As a matter of fact, he was like set to go to Auburn, but I guess something with academics got in the way. It didn't work out, so he basically released from Auburn and made his way back home yes. to his hometown and play for Arkansas State. For the one year, and then looks to come here, and we've got ourselves a veteran who can make some things happen and fills a nice spot on the roster, as you talked about yesterday, Mitch, in that he gives that experience in a time where you weren't sure experience-wise what was coming in. Well, very little. Right. I mean, very little. The two K-State has coming in, 
that you know transfers from Mississippi State and Cam Carter, transfer from LSU and Jerrell Colbert, who would right now probably chalked in as the starting five, have very, very little experience. They were great in high school, highly recruited in high school, but their first year in the SEC and playing for their respective schools, they played very little. I mean, Colbert, he played in four games for LSU and then – you know, Cam Carter, a former three-star recruit who was recruited also by Ole Miss and Georgetown and among others, averaged two points a game, and he barely played. He was coming off the bench and maybe playing a couple of minutes. So it goes back to the potential. Yes, this team has a ton of potential. Desi Sills goes beyond potential. He's not a perfect player. I mean, K-State had one crack at like that perfect offensive player, and it was really the only one that was re- going to come around – in this recruiting cycle, in Antoine Davis. It didn't work out, and that was a big blow. K-State got a guy that would be pretty good for them. At least he should be pretty good. He has proven to be a good player, and I mentioned offensively that he has what it takes defensively, and this is, I think, where this is really going to complement the guards. It's right now half and half. Marquise Noel and Desi Sills are experienced guys. But also at the guard position, Cam Carter, Dorian Finister, who is a freshman, and those have been the two other guards that have been added to the, the roster, hardly any experience. Little to none. Literally. Literally uh, little to none when it comes to experience. But Desi Sills and Marquise Noel have experience. Marquise Noel was an underrated defender. Marquise Noel was the leading guy in the Big 12 in steals per ball game. I mean, that's no joke. He led the Big 12 in steals with 2.19 per game. And as we heard from the Arkansas State head coach just moments ago, and that is Desi Sills is an elite and phenomenal defender. Well, this past season, he had his best mark per ball game in stealing the basketball at 1.9, or 1.8 rather, 1.82, which doesn't seem like the biggest <coughs> number ever. <laughs> Excuse you, my goodness. <laughs> I saw some of his highlights. Interrupting me. I got excited. I saw some of his defensive highlights, and I just freaked out. (laughs) But at 1.82, that doesn't seem like the biggest number. Guys, that would have been fourth best in the Big 12. Dude, 1.8 per game average is That's top 70 in the country. So there you go. You have somebody that is going to complement at the one and at the two, where K-State, in a way, they I mean, they did have their struggles at times. Like, if they were trying to just guard a spot-up shooter, they were fine. Like, they could get back and hopefully make a play, or if it was just a spot-up shooter waiting on the uh, on the weak side of the floor, they're usually wide open. Hopefully, K-State will be able now to protect the perimeter better because Desi Sills is a solid defender. He will get in your face, make you uncomfortable, and you better have good ball control, or else he is going to take it away. Or he might be one of those players as well, he'll jump into the passing lane and make you pay for a bad pass. So he is going to make plays defensively and back it up with his offensive skills as well. But like I said, he's going to shoot the three. I mean, he he, he took like four, three or four shots per game from three last year as one of the leaders for Arkansas State. I mean, depending on who K-State adds next or the way things shape out, maybe with these younger players or the transfers, that seems like a high number. I don't think it would be four threes a game from Desi Sills, but there's no doubt 
K-State will need him to step up and be that kind of player who can knock down a key three, one or two of them a game. No doubt about that. That kind of, you know, and as we're talking about who the coaching staff looks or turns to for threes, that puts a little more pressure on Ish Masood. It's time to like it's time to become that guy that we all know you can be. Step out there, big man, and take some threes. Hits some threes. I can't wait to see this roster shape up, though. This is exciting. Yes! All right, let's take a timeout. Still to come on the show, we'll talk more Desi Seals as the game goes on. Number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything. Of course, we'll cap it all off. Maybe squeeze in a little Royals talk. Bad pitching. Once again, can you believe that? But uh, it is Tuesday. My top ten for the week is up next. The story of the day, K-State men's basketball coach Jerome Tang picks up his sixth commitment that he and his staff have brought in in Desi Sills, the transfer from Arkansas State, and previous to that, three years at Arkansas. He'll play one year at K-State. Welcome back to the game, Mitch Troy, DG Sage. Once again, is also training Travion, who will be taking over for her once she leaves us next month. Trey Day. Prospect Trey, as he's become known as. So you've already given him a nickname. <clears throat> Actually, that was Blinky from T-Bar's Rally Club in Ogden. Um, he was intern Trey on the K-Rock Morning Show, and then we went to the T-Bar's uh, Motorcycle Rally this past Saturday, and they go, you know what? We call people who are like interning for our rally club prospects. And he goes, I think that'd be a better name. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and then he tried to name him something like Trash Can. <laughs> you know, because they always give him like trash mean can. nicknames. He's like, uh, creepy weird kid. That's your new nickname. And we were like, no, no, no. Prospect Trey's fine. Go get me a Coors Light, yeah. Ashtray. Yeah, there is a guy named Ashtray. This, a- they were at a bar, oh, and they were smoking man. cigarettes. There's no Ashtray. So they're like, hey, get us an Ashtray guy. And so the, he held his hand out. And they're ashing in his hand. It's like, are you serious? You're lying. Like, yeah. And they go, your name's Ashtray. Not kidding. A what? thousand percent true story. Guy had his hand out, ash in my hand, because I'm the prospect. Shout out to Ashtray from T-Bars. <laughs> I think of Sons of Anarchy when I hear prospect. Yeah. That's the only inside knowledge that I have of, of biker groups. So I just uh-huh. feel like everybody's smuggling guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This, this weekend... They were trying to raise money for the youth of Ogden yes. for the youth center. Like they, I told them, I go, Ogden gets a bad rap. Bikers and biker clubs get a bad rap. Yep. Sure put, do. Put those together for something positive. I'll tell you what I didn't see out there. I didn't see one tuck shirt there. Nobody that is a supposedly like a what a tuck shirt. Someone who tucks in their oh, tucks shirt. in their shirt. <laughs> you know, just it, like just means stuffy. Just means stuffy. Gotcha. I didn't see anybody that would be considered like you know upstanding. Him. <laughs> Troy, you're cool because you like Prince. There's a, you're you're out of the tuck shirt. Well, you he has tucked in his t-shirt. He can't like you can't like to Prince me. That's and weird. Tuck. You can't be you can't like Prince and be a tuck. That is automatic. I remember you're out of the tuck group. I remember my coaches like in football would tuck in their shirts and do their shorts. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was the weirdest thing, but it's totally a generational thing. It is, and it's a coach thing too. I think coaches are like, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not gonna look like some sloppy, you know, yeah. punk. That's a it's a generational thing. But like I said, if you like Prince, you're out of the tuck shirt group. That that is not happening. 
But it was just funny. I didn't see any people that you would say are upstanding citizens out there raising money for kids. It was all these tough, cool bikers showing off their cool bikes. DG hung out with bikers one afternoon, and now he wants to go buy a Harley. I do, and my wife said, no, you don't. (laughs) Can you put a baby seat on that? Yeah. It ain't happening. No, you're going to (laughs) die. Shout out to T-Bars. You guys ready? Prospect Trey. You guys ready to get to my top 10 list for the yeah, week? Do yeah. it. All right. So there's always an inspiration, typically an inspiration to my top 10 list ideas. It's got to be topical. It's got to be like something that's been going on lately, unless I'm just completely just drained on topics and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. There's usually something happening. This week comes from an episode of Jeopardy that took place yesterday because the person that gave us this answer was absolutely roasted on Twitter and I was wondering why Jeopardy was trending this is why Knight 400 to honor his father this star here was knighted in his birth name so he's Sir Morris Micklewhite Mazin was Mick Jagger no Lisa was Michael Caine yes so now obviously this is radio you couldn't see what was actually taking place Instead of like showing the answer on the screen with the blue back background and the white lettering, it was a picture of Michael Caine. Oh, oh man! Ugh. And man, that's why Jeopardy was number four on Twitter in the United States at around five forty-five yesterday because uh. of this one answer. And to me, it was hilarious and a bit cringy. So I've decided my top ten list this week are my top ten funniest. Game show answers. <laughs> Number 10. Number 10, you can imagine there's going to be a lot coming from this show. Family Feud. Something people take with them to the beach. Turkey? The, f- <laughs> the first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> a food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> That's a classic. That, I mean, is that real? That was from, like, yeah, like the 70s. That's too much, man. Oh, that's good. Number nine. Number nine takes us back to Jeopardy! Celebrity Edition with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I went to UCLA for $400. You're going to love it. Tell your old man to drag this 70s UCLA and Trailblazer Center and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. Kareem? Who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No! You're the one who delivered the line, but it was about Bill Walton. (laughs) Embarrassing moments on Jeopardy. I still cannot believe he botched that. Yeah, his own quote. His own quote from the movie. Oh, that's good. Number eight. Number eight from Match Game. Sir Irving's knighting, the queen slipped with her sword, so instead of being knighted, Sir Irving was blanked. Uh, bar mitzvah. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I feel like some might need a little background on this one. So, I think what he was trying to say was circumcised. Ah. Uh. And for some reason, there is like a Jewish thing that takes place where the circumcision is done. There's a name for it. But people get that confused with bar mitzvah that takes place when you turn 13. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. So there was the confusion. Oh, no. And of course, back then, that would get a huge laugh. Bar mitzvah? (laughs) 
God dang. Number seven. Number seven to the dating game. Now, this was an episode where they had teenagers on, but it was a, you know, the, I guess the one asking the questions was a teenage boy, and then there was three teenage girls. But on the stage with the girls were their mothers. Mom number three, what is there about your daughter that reminds you of yourself when you were dating? Well, there's not too much that reminds me of myself when I was dating, except maybe she likes to park. Gracie! <laughs> How long have you known this? Oh, for at least two years. <laughs> Again, teenagers with their mothers. And the teenager finds out on live t- or on uh, national yeah. television. Her mom knows that she likes to park, which of course, you know, Oof. back then, what did that mean, Troy? Uh, yeah, top of the world. Yeah, <laughs> like to stargaze. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Number six. Number six. My top ten uh, funniest game show answers takes us back to Family Feud. Name an animal with three letters in its name. You said. <laughs> Frog, our survey said zero. Two people would have to say that. Remind everyone to Bob's shame. The answers he gave us and give me 20 seconds on the clock, please. Now the second guy. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. (laughs) That's another all-time classic. Oh, my God. If I remember correctly... Richard Dawson had to like stop the game because everybody was laughing too hard. I don't know if, it, if that was the exact one, but one of them from back then was that good. <laughs> Number five. This might be, I mean, it's on my top ten. Another uh, another family feud answer. This was oh, so good. Real or fictional? Name a famous Willie. Willie the Pooh? <laughs> That one's just way too funny to me. That is it's good. A, it's, a, it's a small stretch, but it's super funny. Willie the Boo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Number four. Number four to... Now, you're not going to be able to see the puzzle, of course. Let me just tell you, the answer This is the answer to the puzzle is given. It could actually work in the puzzle. Time starts now. Category people. A group of pill pushers? <laughs> <laughs> And of course, the famous Pat Sajak yes. line after. This is Wheel of Fortune, Joe! <laughs> yeah! Number three. Number three. This is the newest of the uh, funny answers on the list. I'm sure everybody has seen this one by now. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken! <laughs> Spinach, Jerry. Her cockiness after saying chicken, she like shimmies afterwards. She is the most confident person in Canada because that was Canadian family feud. Those crazy Canucks, man. Come on. All right. Number two. Let's try that again. That was too quiet. Number two. To the newlywed game. Gentlemen, tell me, what is your favorite part of our newlywed game set? Jim? Probably wife number two. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is the ultimate doghouse. That is. You are done. Oh, boy. But Ooh. finally. Number one. My number one on my top ten funniest game show answers takes us back to the newlywed game. How many decades will your husband say his mother has lived? Gloria. Ten decades. Ten decades. <laughs> oh, wait. Gentlemen, how many decades has your mother lived? Daryl, you have a troubled look on your face. What's the matter? Oh, uh, I don't know what a decade is. <laughs> 44th birthday, so she'd be good. It's four years a decade. She'd be 10 decades. 10 decades. <laughs> he oh got it right! God, he got it right! <laughs> oh. Somehow in his mind, he figured out, oh, a decade is four years. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were made for each other. Wow. Don't put four score and seven years in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my. I have never oh, seen that one. That's really good. All right, there's my top ten list for the week. Oh. When we come back, Troy was so happy about Royals pitching last night. He'll tell us why next. The theme song for your AW World Tag Team Champions bring us back into the game. Mitch, Troy, DG, Sage, Travion. I mean, come on. It was from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Or, uh... Well, you can thank Tony Khan for bringing it back. <laughs> it was Beverly Hills Ninja also. When he's, like, trying to use oh, the tree it? as a catapult. Hmm. God, that song stinks. Before we get to the Royals, speaking of Kansas City, so fun fact, soccer fans, so the host cities for the 2026 World Cup that will be shared between the United States, Canada, and Mexico, the host cities will be announced Thursday. And at Power and Light, they're having a, I guess, watch party mm-hmm. because they're, we're expecting Kansas City to be one of the cities picked. And Power and Light, who is known as uh, like kind of the headquarters of soccer, when it comes to watch parties, and Kansas City is known as the U- U.S. capital of soccer, you got to have something out there, right? Yeah. So they're telling the country bands that are supposed to go on Thursday night, hold up a bit, we're having our party first, and then you can have your, your boot-wearing, country-pretending folk to come on out and watch your country music. Yeah. They can stay out a little later. You know what I'm saying? That just gives them a little bit extra time on the farm. Thirsty Thursday. Ooh. Perfection, and the party. Can you play? Can you play soccer in cowboy boots? No. Okay. You can. <laughs> not well. But not well. Yeah. <laughs> the party will be from three thirty to five thirty. So, and FIFA is supposed to announce the cities from four to five on Thursday. So, we're not going to necessarily have a four to five watch party of our own. We'll make sure to announce the news. Elsewhere in Kansas City news, the Royals are now 20 and 40. They've won exactly a third of their games. And guess what? 
you can maybe chalk this one up to pitching again. In a way, they were giving away free bags, but they didn't give up many hits. No. They allowed five hits last night. Not a bad number. Not too shabby. But how many walks did they allow? Troy, do you know? Nine. Oh, is that bad? Nine Well, when the Giants give up one walk, Mm. and they allow the Royals six hits. Oh, by the way, four of the five hits were doubles. Yeah. So not only are you loading them. Loading people on the bags, but then the hits you're giving up are doubles. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. And now, again, another what was a reliable pitcher and may still be in some ways has an uncharacteristic night. Four walks going into the game. Brady Singer walks five. Ugh. Ugh, Ladies and gentlemen, and yet Cal Eldred still has a job. (laughs) Oh, you think that's going to be the backbreaker? Nine walks? Uh, Apparently not. Fifteen walks and we'll talk. Oh, give me a... No, dear God, no. No, nine walks is a terrible number. It's awful. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you give up only five hits. Ugh. How do you feel about Amir Garrett? How do you feel about Amir Garrett? Um, I haven't gotten a full feel for him just yet. Because he's been up and down, and we haven't been able to get a a real gauge on yet what he brings. Also doesn't help that uh, Royals had five pitchers come in the game and four of them give up at least a run. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you walk nine. Mm. Nine! Is that all you have on the Royals? Oh... I, I told you that they were going to go into San Francisco and that this was not going to go well. Because San Francisco has been playing well. They're 34-26, and 26, but now that's five straight wins. They're hot, having come off a series sweep of the Dodgers. I mean, you've got to go into that stadium, and you have got to be on your game right now with that San Francisco team. And they're not. No. And they couldn't even pull off the 1738 thing. You know, that's what really puts, it just puts salt in the wound that they had to go and win 18 games before they lost 38. I I just couldn't believe that. Well, Kansas City has, after winning three in a row, they have now lost three in a row. And we do have Royals baseball on tonight, pregame at 8 o'clock. And first pitch, 845. It's weird out there in the West Coast. Uh 845 for the first pitch. It's not the 8, it's the 45. True, but that's 6.45 pack time, so... Still, though, it's a weird I start know. time. 45 after the hour. So, hey, uh, uh, have they come out with that Bally's app yet? The Bally's uh, so. baseball app? No, they've not, per se. So they're just going to wait till after the All-Star break, maybe? Probably. Ugh. Uh, Nesson has come out with theirs. They actually were going to charge more. twenty nine ninety five a month. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely floored me, but that's because they've got the Red Sox and they've got the Bruins. Uh, oh. 
That was their reasoning for it. And Celtics. Tonight's pitcher is Chris Bubik, uh, one of Troy's favorites. He is 0-3 with a 9-13 ERA. Logan Webb, a righty, is going to encounter for the Giants. He's 5-2 and in a 3-77 ERA. Again, 8-45 first pitch in pregame, 8 o'clock here on K-Man. To wrap up the first hour, there's this new trendy thing that people think it's cool. To me, it's really annoying, and that's not just because I might be getting a little bit older. That's next. It's time to get off my lawn. Those that are hating on the movie Forrest Gump. So apparently this has become a trendy thing. The what? And it's a trend I had never heard of until today. I don't know how long it's been going on, but apparently it's going on right now. And it's a thing to hate on Forrest Gump. Movie in 94, box office hit. Went on to win the Academy Award in 95 for Best Picture. It won a whole bunch of awards. And I I will still say it, that 1994 was the best year for movies. I could run down a list, but there's not enough time. <laughs> I don't know. Ghostbusters, you know, 85 was pretty daggone good. 84. Ooh, 85. 85 was good, but 94 is better. Hmm. We can have this argument <laughs> at a later time. You, you bring your 10 best okay, movies, I'll bring right. my best 10 movies. I'm going 1990. I'll bring my 10 best. Let's do it. Yeah! Let's do it. You Okay, so DG, 1990, what's the first movie that comes to mind when you think of 1990? Goodfellas. Is that the only one? No. I have a lot more than that. All right. Guess what I'm 90? not going to do? I'm not going to spill the beans right now. Travion, go ahead and look him up. <laughs> yeah, in Prospect. Turn, uh, prospect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's how I don't have to even do stuff. I go, oh, yeah, I'll throw together all the compile a whole list of all that. Trey? So this is a snobby you movie like critic this. thing to do now. You don't like this. Because apparently it's still controversial that... Forrest Gump won the Academy Award in 95 for Best Picture when they feel it should have gone to Pulp Fiction. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Pulp Fiction's a great movie. It's not Quentin Tarantino's best, but it is a great movie. I'll be honest with you. You take Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, I'll take Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Love Django. Tom Hanks has argued the reason people are being this way is because maybe it's kind of a hipster thing, but Forrest Gump made more money in the box office. It was nominated for more awards. Pulp Fiction didn't do as hot in the box office, still did a pretty good job, but in a way has turned into a cult classic. For sure. Both movies are great, but I'll say it. Forrest Gump deserved to win that award. It took a while for Pulp Fiction to become as popular as it is today. Yeah. And I think you can also make that argument for what would people say also deserve the award. What was also nominated? The Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. Yeah, if we're talking what deserved it, I mean, oh boy. Oh, boy. I, I watched... Um, Forrest Gump, like six hours after Sophia was born, my first one, and I, I cried. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I get it now. I get it. It's Forrest Gump every day, baby. Every day. Even over Shawshank. Did she then sprint down the driveway and 
turned to the left and... No, she pooped. So, <laughs> that sucked. Hour two of the game, K-State men's basketball. Coach Jerome Tang has a new commitment for the 2022 class. Number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything, is all coming up. But right now, it's time to get to your local news.